0: Good afternoon. This is my first podcast. Uh, this is Real Talk with Major Luco. Uh, Major Luco is my artist name. I do some hip hop, some uh, reggaeton, a, few, a number of a few other genres of music. Um, I mostly do um, vocals. I'm not exactly a engineer of like beats or instrumentals, but. Um, one of the things, um, I love to do is take what's going on inside of myself and put it into music. And so I actually, uh, wanted to start a podcast. And so this is going to be more of a self-reflection type podcast, uh, more just me talking. Um, it's something I feel like I'm really good at, uh, communicating points and, and things that I want to say. But, um, As far as like this podcast, um, this podcast is going to be about a lot of different things moving into the future. Um, There really is going to be no specific topic. I'm just going to talk about my self-awareness around certain things around life and uh, around music, sex, love, relationships, work, um, work ethic, things like that, money, uh, financial planning. Um, I have a plethora of experience in life um you know doing different things and so I decided to make a podcast and so today I just wanted to talk a little bit about self-awareness um self-awareness like what is that to you and what is that to me how do we um really uh utilize self-awareness in today's world you know it is 2020 we have coronavirus pretty much going wild around the world uh it's just running rampant and causing damage in our economy, in our personal lives, and emotions, and our spiritual lives, and all all the different aspects of life are affected by this virus. But um, nonetheless, no matter what happens to us in life, um, I feel like things just expose who we are inside. A lot of people have ideology around um, attaining to be someone or something. You'll reach, you'll climb, you'll You'll say, I got to be this person, I got to be like that, or I got to find my purpose, or I got to find this and find that. And oftentimes we talk about finding a lot, uh, a lot of different things, and we even talk about finding ourselves. But, um, you know, one of the uh, understandings I have, and this is my own ideology, uh, is that you are already yourself. You don't need to go find your purpose or yourself, you are, you are already are, you already are yourself. You already are the person you were meant to be. And it's inside of you. Not all of it is tapped into. Not all of it's, uh, you're not using all of it right now. And that's the thing is like, I feel like we already are who we need to be. But we've allowed life, people, situations, circumstances to box us into an alternative version of who we think we should be versus who we really are. Um, And this is kind of like why, for me, like, I make music about. Um, Well, I make music. And when I make music, I make music about uh, a lot of different things. I feel like I've kind of dabbled into some countries, to some reggaeton, to some um, hip hop, some trap soul, to uh, these different genres. And for me, it's more about empathy. Like I'm able to empathize with these different genres because I feel like I've seen life from those perspectives before so when I hear these instrumentals for these different types of genres, it's easy for me to kind of like um, find my way into it and kind of create my own sound, but in that in that genre. Um, and what that means for me is just like, it's empathy. It's empathy for myself. It's empathy for other people and, and the ability to see things from other people's perspectives. And I feel like that's one thing I do very well. That's why I'm even doing a podcast, because when I talk about self-awareness, self-awareness is like... For me and my my understanding of it is very simple it's who am i in this situation who am i in this part of the plan who am i who am i period who am i self-awareness is the question who am i and who who am i trying to be and then who am i actually right you're in a relationship, as an example. Just imagine being in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, you understand this. It's like, are you trying to be something for that person or are you yourself for that person? You see, it's two different roads. One, often I feel, is what leads to most like uh, divorces and breakups is because people will create a presentation of self to fit another person's wants and desires. And in turn, abandon true self to become what other people want you to be. This is more than just a relationship like between a man and a woman. This is parental. This is brother and sister. This is family. This is friends. This is so many different, you know, this is why parents don't understand why their kids act a certain way when they raise them different from how they're acting. Because oftentimes, we find people who we esteem, right? And then we submit our ideology of ourselves, of like, okay, this is who I am. And we say, well, I think this is who I want to be because I want to fit into this. And so we end up abandoning self. And then you have a society of people that, you know, this is why everyone calls each other fake in this society. Because everyone will, uh, most people, a lot of people, abandon self uh, at the sake of fitting in or getting approval or being seen in a good light by, by a certain group of people or a particular crowd or a particular person or, or people who they esteem. So, like, for me, when I'm doing a podcast like this, I'm just talking, right? Like, I'm self-aware. Like, I'm using my self-awareness about my own life and about what I've seen and understand from people, from myself, and I'm like, man, I have a responsibility, based on what I see in the world, I think, to share these things with the world. And so for me this is why like even in this political this turbulent political environment it's very much like um it's hard to decide like where you stand on certain things because certain people will put you in a box and say well if you believe in this you have to believe in this and if you believe in that you have to believe in that and it's like no 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 i can separate the two if i want and please to do so so it's like but do you have the self-awareness and the willingness and the guts to be yourself in a world that is begging you to be who they think you should be? That's the real problem, I think, with society and with the world, because you already are a version of yourself. Are you adapting to fit the ideology of other people? So I, I didn't know what this first podcast was going to be about, but it's about I, I'll title it self-awareness like Learning self-awareness, growing in self-awareness, something like that. But the pur- the purpose is is simple for me. I'm just gonna share my heart. I'm gonna share my mind. I'm gonna share my thoughts on things. This is just an introduction podcast, and I want to encourage you this week to be yourself. And so every week, um, I haven't determined which day yet, but I'll announce it and, and post it and whatnot. But uh, that I'm gonna create a podcast and I'm gonna talk about relevant topics uh, that are going on in this world. And I think most of it's going to be introspective, though, more towards self, less towards the world around us in the actual situations. But I'm going to urge people. I really want to urge people to have more empathy and gratitude and to ask yourself the question, am I being like, for example, in, in these times where there's a lot of questions about racism and what is racism? What does it look like? How do we understand it? And, and, and you know, white privilege and things like that. It's like. Are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? And are you willing to be a part of the solution or are you willingly or or passively a part of the problem? See, like the thing is, it's like no one can control anyone. So it's like I feel like my goal is to not. Tell you what is racism, what is not my goal is to help you see yourself in a mirror and then ask yourself those questions questions of who am I, what am I in this situation? what am I trying to be versus what am I really, and then dealing with yourself on the basis of who you really are, not who you think you should be, you know, and this is where As an artist, I feel like my job is to speak a message, and usually it's through music, and I always talk about relationships and all that, but I really want to help people find their purpose. I want to do something that makes a difference in this world, Um, and so here's my start. So I hope you guys can join in. I won't make long podcasts. I usually am a long talker. I am long-winded, I guess. That's what they say, but um, I want to encourage you. uh, Research self-awareness. Let's start this journey together. Uh, and this is real talk with Major Luco. This is gonna be one for the books. This will be the first one. Um, this is Major Luco, real talk with Major Luco. Let's get, let's just get started. Today, I really want to talk about how sexual trauma can affect how you see life. Okay? How sexual trauma can affect how you see life. In this world that we live in, everything is sexualized. Everything is sexualized. For men, we have a very dark propensity to compare and contrast. um, You know, who's better at sex, who has a bigger, you know, who has this, who has that, who's good at this, who's good at that. And it's an egotistical society. Where who has the bigger butt, who has the bigger boobs, who has the, you know, who has the better body, who's hotter, who, um, has the most, who can make someone have the most orgasms, who, who, who doesn't, you know what I mean, who, who, who doesn't do these things. So we live in a very sexual society. And for me, I'm going to talk about this from a different perspective than you probably assume right now because you're like, oh, what the heck, this is going way south. But, um, from a young, uh. From when I was a young boy, um, I think from about five, some of my, uh, I had sexual experiences as a kid, you know, through being sexually abused and molestations and whatnot, and I actually have come to a point as an adult where I can talk about them, you know, I can understand them, and I've seen how they actually affected my life, um, not sexually though, so I'm not talking about how they how my sexual experiences expect it, uh, affected my sexuality, I'm talking about how my sexual experiences affected my actual real life, my every day-to-day life. Um, And the crazy thing is that sex is something that's kind of put on this pedestal. It's something you do. Um, It's a special thing you do with somebody. It's still something that's like not everyone gets to do with somebody, right? Not everyone is having sex with everyone. So when you talk about sex, it's always something I feel that can be very traumatic in a good and bad way for people, especially when they do... And experience things early on in their life, so this podcast may not be for everybody, because some people um, didn't lose their virginity till they were like, you know, older, of course, or they didn't um, have any sexual experiences until they were older, until it was uh, fully consensual, and and so this may not be for you, but you can still learn how to help somebody who's maybe been through something by hearing this. So, as a kid going through these uh, uh, molestations and sexual experiences, um, I actually got to a point in my head where um, i developed one severe personality trait that that just was really bad it really it really was bad and i'll tell you how is i had this idea in my head and and it's crazy it's that i wasn't good enough to be protected or or to be um, looked after in such a way that would have saved me from these traumatic experiences so I got this mentality that that my parents didn't care about me. They didn't love me. They didn't show that they loved me because they weren't there when I needed them the most. They couldn't protect me. So I got this mentality early on into my head that I'm not good enough for other people's best. I know this is crazy, right? It's like, how does someone get that? That subconsciously became hardwired into my brain. That I wasn't good enough for somebody's best. And this is the trippy part about it. Is that you start acting like that. You start talking like that. You start living like that. You start moving and breathing and existing like that. You basically live your life. And you project onto people That they're not giving you their best, even if they are, because their best may not be what you need, but even if they are, it'll never be good enough. Because what you're really looking for is for them to go back into the past to save you from that moment, because the trauma is still very much alive, it was still very much alive in me for a long time. And sometimes it, it creeps in, sometimes it doesn't, but that trauma. Defined me for a really long time where I always walked around with a, 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 a Negative view of myself that I was undeserving There's a doctor by the name of Bernie Brené Brown and she does a lot of research about Deserving and undeserving people and how people who live a life where they feel like they deserve good actually get good and people who Live a life there's research done on this who where they feel unworthy Guess what they live unworthy? They live unworthy of good. They live a life that's unworthy of good. So for me, I began to live a life where I didn't feel like I deserved the best. The fortunate part is that I around the age of 14, 15, I started running into people that decided they wanted to convince me that I deserved a better life than what I thought for myself. I thought I was, I grew up in the hood, a little ghetto, I thought I would die by the time I was 18 because I wanted to be involved with gangs and stuff, didn't work out for me, ended up having knee surgery, I couldn't be a you know a crippled gangster, like I couldn't be someone who couldn't even walk, You know, I couldn't even walk for like a, a period of time because I had pins in my knees and it's like, you can't. What am I going to do? I can't fight nobody. I can't do nothing, you know? So it really, uh, at the age of 14, set me straight on the idea of not being a gangster, but I still had that mentality. So as I grew up, growing up with a father who's in gangs, growing up with parents who do drugs, growing up, you know what I mean? Like There's this idea in my head that I'm not good enough, and I don't know how to escape it. I don't even know it's a problem. I'm just living life, and subconsciously, I'm really just taking from everybody emotionally, asking them to encourage me, asking them to help me, asking them, and I was willing to be helped, but I just didn't know what I needed, you know, because I got this idea that I wasn't good enough to be protected, I wasn't good enough for someone else's best, then here comes the big problems, I get into relationships, guess what I do, in my relationships, guess what I do? I self-sabotage. How do I self-sabotage? I self-sabotage in a way where I don't feel like I am worthy of someone's best when they give it. And then I also have another self-sabotage. It's the reverse. I don't think people are giving me their best because I can see. I have this great self-awareness where I can see it. I can see into someone and like, I'm not getting your best, but I'm giving you my best. And sometimes that's a problem, I create expectations, right, of this idea in my head that I deserve someone's best, Um, and this is me trying to, like, overcome my problem, but it's also toxic, because now I'm demanding someone's best, they're not giving it, and therefore I'm disappointed in that person, and it's a reliving of the past, where I expect my parents, right, and it's not me mad at that person, I think it's just me mad at my parents, It's this issue I have that I got to continue to work on and deal with where it's like I'm just mad that I wasn't protected. I wasn't just worthy of someone's best. You know? And then I go around in life talking like I am not good enough. Acting like I'm not good enough. Saying, I think maybe one day I'll be, uh, I'll make it in rap. Versus actually like saying, no, I'm going to make it in rap. I got this, right? So... That's one aspect of my sexual trauma that caused me to be a certain way. There's another aspect of sexual trauma where where it's like a lack of trust for people. You know what I mean? So for me, like if I am sexual with a woman, that means I trust them. I trust you. I'm trusting you more than I probably am trusting anyone on the planet because for me, being molested, I don't trust people with me sexually. I don't. I don't like it. I don't I have this uh, problem. Okay, so what it makes me do and this is very hard to be super honest about this stuff, but it's a great self-reflection for me to to really share, I think, with the world because people don't talk about this stuff and they don't talk about it with confidence and with understanding. Like, no, no, I'm not here um, like cowering and, 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 and super and super sensitive about it. I'm telling you from like a real talk from a man to another person, to a human being, to another human being. Hey, look, this is this is what I've been through and this is what i seen in myself so now i get this mentality now from being you know going through what i went through as a child that no one's going to ever hurt me like that again in the moment in the moment i feel like someone is going to hurt me like that not physically necessarily but it replicates like like a lack of concern for my well-being. If someone shows me a lack of concern for my well-being, like, or like they think they're going to get one on me, I get so defensive. I get so, I get so protective over myself because I'm convinced I'm never going to let nobody take advantage of me again. So it makes it hard to trust people to help me. And here's the thing, life is all about people it's about integration it's about community it's about and I spent lots of years of my life like I was even a pastor at one point where I wouldn't let nobody help me all I would do is help other people so I wouldn't let nobody help me I had these 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 traumas these issues that were from sexual experiences and because they were sexual in nature they resonate in your body a lot longer because these these sexual experiences for me were traumatizing because you feel an amount of sexual pleasure in certain moments and you don't understand it and you just know that it's a it's a it's a very notable experience a very very notable experience and you take that with you you try to make sense of it and why and what and what's going on in whatever sense you make of it as a kid right you never tell nobody or, or maybe you do tell somebody but like you you go through it even older if you're older and you have your um, first sexual experience as a maybe like fifteen year old, right? In in and, and you have sex with a girl and she's already had sex with a guy and, and you're a guy and you and you have sex with a girl and she's already had sex with a guy and she tells you, Oh, like you're not that good you know what that's gonna do to you? That's gonna make you feel that's gonna traumatize you. That's gonna you, you have this high, you had this sexual high, right? So it's a notable experience for you. And now it's gonna be easier for you to start not even caring about how this is why this this is one of the reasons um, one reason why a man would develop a propensity to cheat because he would he'd probably feel like he's gonna to continue to search um, to go on a search to dominate women because women in his mind think they're more powerful than him and he has to prove them wrong that he's the master he's the dominant right mm-hmm. So it's this game of domination. Of Like who's in charge and who's the boss and who has the power. And that's not a way to live life. That is not a way to live life. That's a horrible way to live life because you're going to constantly go around looking for validation. And this is for men and women because women can do it too. Where I'm never going to let a man uh, uh, get over and have emotional influence over me again. Right? Because as as sometimes women, they will open up. They will... Um, subject themselves to a man in a sense where it's like everything that he especially when you're young, when you're younger you have a huge vulnerability to this where everything that man says when you're in love with a man is the truth is like the gospel and so women will put all their hope and faith in a man when they should be ra- We should raise our children better, not to put all their hope and faith in one person, but they end up doing it anyways, right? Because of the, the high of love. And then when that person fails them, that trauma is obliterating. It can destroy you for the rest of your life. And it does to some people, and it does to a lot of people. So what I'm talking about is like sexual trauma, how the sexual trauma can start affecting your everyday life. Men can become assholes based on sexual trauma. Men will become assholes to the world. They will be jerks to the world. They will be mean to women, to men, to everybody when they have trauma, sexual trauma. And I'm not not saying all of their meanness and and aggression and arrogance comes from sexual trauma. I'm just saying you got to find out what portions of your personal issues that you're living and dealing with in this life, what portion of them come from it? from your bad experiences you know in my first real relationship you know i didn't have sex probably till i was 19 i felt a certain way i felt like um a hope for myself i felt good enough for the first time you know that's the first time i consensually had sex i was molested through my childhood so uh, i had quite a number of molestations where i have different experiences you know what i mean? you know, it's, 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 it's to a point where, um, it's too much to talk about in such a short time on a podcast, but the real, the real battle became, um, continuing to feel like I was good enough because once I got addicted to feeling good enough, I needed to find how good I was, you know, as a man. And it, and it, and it sucked because it caused all kinds of problems for me because that woman would have never been good enough for me never in in my immature state no woman would have ever been good enough for me no woman at that time in my life would have ever been good enough for me and it sucks because you do you do the damage you do but then you're also involved with another person so they do the damage they do it's a it's a it's a it's a commingling of trauma right so you go through what you go through you've been through what you've been through you come out, like, you have these issues now. A lot of them are subconscious. You don't even know you have them. You don't even know how to deal with them. But a lot of times, you have to go back, and you have to re-see your sexual trauma. You have to re-see it. You have to be able to forgive the people who, who hurt you. You have to let them go that they didn't know any better. It, you have to put down your ego. It's like, why am I fighting to be that person's best? A sexual experience why 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 am am i comparing one human to another why do i take out my suffering and pain as a man on another woman when this is the woman who caused that trauma for me you know it's like that that's that's where you have to draw the line that's where you have to really understand is it like we start becoming judgmental when we live in trauma because we judge everything by our trauma we judge everything and every person i can never trust again like i hate memes i hate i'll never trust again never be open again never never love again never never love you know it's like this stuff about not loving and not trying again and not healing and not you know what i mean it's like it incites to people to stay in your damn trauma, stay traumatized and never overcome it, you know, and there's so many women that I've met that I could probably date, but a lot of them are too traumatized to even see my value, what I bring to the table, that I, I, I'm a thinker, I'm, I, I'm a, per, I have personal training experience. I can, you know what I mean? I can help with diet i can help with financial planning i can help with uh, with money i can help with um uh, artistic uh, creativity i can help like like not that a woman needs my help from any of this stuff it's just what someone brings to the table is what we should be looking at holistically not just one part it can't just be because oh like i'm with this guy because he does great music and everything else is blah no yeah i fancy myself as doing great music (laughs) but but um you see what i'm saying it's multidimensional and so when we have traumas we become one dimensional in our thinking we think one dimensional we look for our trauma we look for our trauma we're either looking to relive our past again to find a new situation where we can reenact our past with somebody new right so that's is why we attract the same kinds of people like if you a toxic relationship. This is why you get toxic relationship after toxic relationship because you're you you have a subconscious tendency to uh, recreate the past, right? So for me, knowing this about myself, not feeling good enough, feeling like I don't deserve someone's best, feeling like I can't trust you know what I mean. And if I do, it has all these limitations and rules. Um, It's only stopping me from being happy. And then attachment issues, right? So when you do find somebody that seems to understand you, and if you have to let them go, not being able to let them go, you know, we think that people understanding us is the key to being happy. No, it's understanding yourself. That's key to being happy it's finding the peace within yourself about your own trauma and not letting it rule your life that's going to bring happiness it's not someone else understanding you maybe there's there's people this is why i tell people like for me when i when i do when i've done counseling in the past is like i'm not here to help you i'm here to help you help yourself my goal for, for, for helping people is not to help them it's to get them to a point where they can get the tools from me that they need to be able to help themselves because at the end of the day whole whole living a holistic life living whole and feeling whole every day in your life went feel you may not feel whole every day but you can feel whole more days than not has to do with you wanting it. you have to want it. You have to want to do good. You have to want to change. You have to want to grow. Because end of day, no matter what trauma you've been through, your trauma is going to ruin your adulthood. Your trauma is going to ruin your life. Your trauma is going to destroy you. It's going to eat you from the inside out if you do not manage it. And you're going to wonder why you can never be happy. And you're going to wonder why you can never have what you have. You know, it's like, I see people that get rich all the time. Like... I don't see them but i see them like on tv like everyone else does right and it's crazy how like a lot of musicians a lot of rappers specifically right because it's a it's a cocky sport it really is um they'll get rich like i'll even give an example drake as an example and you you'll hear him say like like i'm better than everyone else i'm better than everyone else now you guys may not take lyrics too serious right but he says it a lot he says it in probably almost every song i could probably quote him saying and i'm cool with it i'm I'm really cool with his, his creation it's his words it's his authenticity right and when i hear it though it reminds me of like this kid grew up feeling like feeling a certain way he felt probably felt like he wasn't good enough he probably felt like there was a lot of people better than him for a long time and when he realized that he was the best his his tendency is to now just tell people about it yeah now i'm the best you know and 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 to realize i've always been the best i just you know it's a self-actualization now so like you can see even in music and 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 things like that it's where it's like but what's the need like like truly right like the music's great i don't judge it But truly, what's the need to do that? What's the need to say that you're better than someone else? What need? Where does that come from? Why is someone even thinking like that? Why is there a comparison when two people don't have the same experience for nothing? You grew up two different lives, two different parents, two different childhoods, two different traumas, two different... You know what I mean? One person can't compare to another person. But it's our propensity to do it that makes us for a temporary amount of time feel good because what it's what it's doing it's it's injecting steroids into a trauma when a higher when 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 a higher self kicks in when a when a when an evolved form of who you are right now like a better version of you steps in and awakens that there's there's parts of you that like I'll put it this way. I feel like we already are this great person that we we're meant to be. It's just learning how to overcome all the fears that we were taught as children. So that we can unlock that greater version of ourselves. Because it's already in there. We just need to unlock it. Because we locked it. Nope. I'm locked. As kids, trauma, I'm going to lock this part. Trauma, I'm going to lock this part. Trauma, I'm going to unlock this part. And in reality, the best version of you is inside of you. And so we hold back doing good. We hold back um, living at a a higher frequency because these traumas have locked the best parts of us in place. Our ability to trust, to love wholeheartedly without restraint is one of the greatest things we could ever have on this planet. But people are trying on a daily basis to convince you not to. People are trying to convince you to not be yourself, to be what they need you to be on a daily basis. People don't value authenticity the way they should because we don't teach it. We don't teach authenticity. We're teaching it more nowadays, but when I was a kid, we didn't teach authenticity. We taught fit the status quo, fit the box, do the good things people say you should do, not not what you want to do, you know? And then you have the people that rebelled, and then some of them made success, some of them were utter failures. But end of day, you gotta be yourself. You gotta unlock those great parts of yourself. And sex isn't everything in life. It's not. Yes, it's wonderful when it when it's with the right person, and you feel love, and it's good, and and yeah, I mean, uh, have fun you want to have fun have fun I get it like I understand if you can have that conversation with someone be real and have fun and have a sexual experience as an adult and it's not this comparison thing and it's not this domination thing and if it's not from trauma I really am for it but most of the time I'm telling you it's from trauma our sexual choices come from trauma you know I I fit to this idea of being more of a dominant man because of the fact that i was molested as a kid and i don't never want to feel dominated again but i realize it's like that's trauma i'm just living through trauma and i'm just trying to reconfirm my trauma by the need to feel dominant i don't need to feel dominant as i get older i don't need to I, i feel less and less need to i can be if i want to and i can be if it meets the pleasure and needs of the person i'm with but it's like i don't need to anymore i've i've i'm overcoming that i'm getting better you know and i'm getting better too it's like where i don't even feel the need to compete with any rappers or because i do music right i like i don't i don't feel the cockiness of rap i don't i don't feel the need to say like i'm better than everyone else sometimes i want to say it because i see it so much and i'm just like man like you know you get a temptation like yeah i'm better you know like i see this is garbage but um But that's not how I need to be. I don't need to be that person. I want to be that person because what it does is injects an emotional steroid into me for a short amount of time that gives me the high to not feel the trauma that I've been through. And that's what we'll do. We'll go around this life trying to find ways to steroid our trauma. To inject, to, to, to get something to for the short term to fulfill our greatest problems, to fulfill our greatest struggles, you know, it's, 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 uh, I'll be honest with you um, about something. There's nothing like, like, there's a pride in me sometimes where it's like, I want to be the greatest uh, sexual experience a woman has ever had. So there was a period of time in my life where that's I went and I discovered and I was doing everything I could to prove to the women that I was with and to myself that I was their best. And I would say in the last 2 years I've had I had I I have no need to do that. It's in the last 2 years I just it doesn't matter it's it's it doesn't matter it's like first of all you either are or you're not and if you're not learn grow you know be learn to be someone's best experience if you're in a, you know with that person long enough it's like so what like learn grow like you don't need to be you don't need to prove anything to yourself or to them like you don't need to prove anything to anybody You can just be yourself and you can grow from there. And the only thing you need to look for in a relationship is someone you can be yourself with, who you don't have to pretend to be more than you are. You don't have to pretend to be more than you are. And you don't feel like you're less than you are with that person, you know? And again, going back to the traumas, sexual trauma, Involves other people oftentimes. Right? You didn't traumatize yourself. So, here's the thing. All sexual trauma is going to affect your relationships with people. It's going to affect how you function with other people on a day-to-day basis. My hope for you is that you gain something from this. From my self-awareness. I'm being super blunt, super real. And I really hope that this can wake some of you up and challenge you to be the best version of yourself. To not live in fear anymore of, of what people would say if you just decided to just be real about who you are inside. You know, obviously have some courtesy. Like, there's certain things that are for certain people. You don't tell everyone, oh, this is what I'm into. This is my sexual fetish. Like, you know, like, don't, don't go around doing that kind of stuff because that's like, like, there's certain things you do keep to yourself until you find either good friends or people that you can talk to about those things. But not all of you is for everybody. That's important as well. Being yourself doesn't mean you have to give all of yourself to everybody. Being, being authentic means that you need to find a space in your life. You need to create a space with friends, with a person, with your relationship where you can go at the end of the day and be yourself and rest in true authenticity of being yourself no judgments no worries no fears that you're going to be judged that all your expressions are accepted you know and guess what people think well like what if their authenticity is evil there's no there's no such thing as authenticity being evil there is no such thing as authenticity the real you is not evil The real you is not a bad person. The real you is a good person. But what makes people evil, okay, is is putting enough locks on their trauma, right? Around, like for example, love is the good in you, right? But your trauma makes you keep putting locks on love. So you have no capacity now to love. They say this about murderers, like they just he had no compassion in his eyes, he's, he's, he's just a dead black stare, right, like you see that, because there's locks that will never be opened because these people had so much trauma, doesn't make it right what they did, but we can do better as a society in the future to encourage people to be authentic and real and not judge them about what they say about themselves. You know, because the true authentic version of yourself is a good person. It's the child in you. It's the kid in you. Where you didn't fear nothing. You weren't afraid. You, you had so much faith that you could do anything in the world. You could be anything in the world. <clears throat> you had no sexual experience, so you didn't need anything. You didn't, You had no propensities to be a certain way. There's a purity about you as a kid. And it's, we need to get back to that. And you can start seeing at a young age, five, six, seven years old kids start becoming mean because there's trauma, there's trauma, there's trauma, there's trauma, and it just and it and it just starts contorting their behavior, and that trauma just begins to ruin their life. There's an old proverb that says, "As a man thinks in his heart, so is he." As a man thinks. In his heart. As a human being. Thinks. Whatever thoughts you have. When you connect those thoughts with emotions. That's who you become. It's inevitable. It's the flow of life. You become every thought that you attach your emotions to. And it's dangerous. And you have to be careful. If it's bad thoughts. And bad emotions. It'll lead to a bad life. But if you can start having more wholesome thoughts, more wholesome emotions, you're going to be better off. For me, I make music and sometimes it's ratchet and it's a part of me that I need to get out. It's an expression of myself, a part of me that's still in chaos. And I capture it in a recording, in music, and it demonstrates a part of myself. That either I'm learning to manage or haven't yet learned to manage, whatever part of it it is, it you know, that's for me to work on myself, but it's an art form that I put out for the world, the people to hear, and maybe at some point they can relate with it, yeah, I feel that way, yeah, I, I. you know what I mean, that's why I create all these kinds of music, it's just different aspects of who I am, but um I just want to encourage you to try, try to become more self-aware, wake up to the child in you, wake up to the purest form of yourself. You know, stop being stop stop being attracted to your trauma. It's not it's easier it's it's harder done than said. It's easier to say don't be attracted to your trauma. But you got to learn what love feels like so you got to practice being vulnerable. You do. If you're gonna, if you're gonna learn what love is, you're gonna have to, and you're gonna get hurt again. So maybe some, some of you will get hurt again because you'll be vulnerable. You'll try to do it the right way, the way you know it should be done, as far as like love. And you'll get hurt again, but you have to be okay with it. You have to be okay with like, okay, I'm gonna use this stuff to learn. If it fails, it fails. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna learn. I'm gonna learn from it. But I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm committed to being vulnerable. I'm committed to being open. Vulnerability is strength. It's not weakness. I'm going to... Loving with your whole heart, loving with everything inside of you is is a strength, not a weakness. But we see it as a weakness because sometimes it's cost us. It it, it gave us heartache when it didn't work out. I could talk about so many things on here. I'm going to wrap this up, though. Um... Again, uh, this is how sexual trauma can affect your everyday life. Okay, I don't have all the answers. This is just my own consciousness and self-awareness around the subject. Much love to you. you. Wish you the very best in life. And I hope this does help somebody.